0: When we launched the first product, every other app that you've seen, right? You put an icon of share, comment, yeah. like people didn't know what that means. Mm-hmm. I used to see a lot of competitor apps use translator, and they would say followers pichha kare, and people were like scared in India, like <laughs> Why? Why? Why will somebody follow me? <laughs> so, so I think that is essentially Bharat, right? These people used to have like a very badly photoshopped photo yeah. with like Modiji. Their name will it, it's Akash. It's not be a normal Akash. It will be capital A, small k. At the rate, and then some emojis. And these were not kids. These were 30 year old men from tier 2, tier 3 towns behaving like how I behaved. In my teenager, okay. I have an Orkut. When you enter a live stream and you get a Ferrari coming in, a Ferrari okay. animation, people are willing to pay for that. There's a streamer. Uh, she had a medical emergency at her house. She went to a live stream on Mods and collected 1.3 lakhs okay. through these 10, 20, 30 rupees micro tips. This narrative that tier one is where all the in- disposable income is and tier two tier three is where you don't have is not the truth. After TikTok sort of gone banned and Hello also got banned. But tell
1: us about that story. Right, What led to its ban? I mean, they were uh, hi. This is Siddharth Aruwalia and welcome to The Neon Show. Our guest failed 17 times as a founder and yet he never gave up. On his 18th attempt, he eventually founded a 40,000 crore startup in 2015. Today his company has over 350 million monthly active users and is India's largest social media app. It's my pleasure to welcome ShareChat founder Ankush Sajdeva on the show. I would also like to thank our sponsors, Prime Venture Partners for sponsoring The Neon Show. Hope you enjoy it. Yankush, ah, super welcome to Neon Show. I'm so excited to have you today. Thank you Siddharth for known you. <laughs> <laughs> I've known you for, for eight years, closely seen your journey, right? I remember coming to your first office in Kormangla, hmm. Opposite Forum Mall. Mm-hmm. Right. That was what, a 100-seater office
0: that you had? Yeah, probably 100-seater, yeah.
1: You had a cricket pitch inside your office. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Those were fun days. We had a pitch literally in the middle of the office uh, where all of us just hung out. Uh, where is yeah. the new office? So we've actually moved two offices after that. The newest one is in Sarjapur Road. Okay. Uh, that's about a 500-seater that we have. Got it. And that office was like in 2015. Yes. I imagine. Yes. Right? And in 2014, you graduated from IIT. Yeah, we graduated and for the first one year or eight months, we were in fact in Mumbai. Okay. uh, And we didn't have an office or a house. Uh, We used to sleep in one of our friends' startup office and used to go to one of our investors' office to work. Uh, So, sleep at the the, the friend's office and go to uh, investors' office to work. Uh, I think once, uh, while we were on that journey, that incubator journey, uh, we got our first check of 50 lakh rupees at that point. And that is when we moved to Bangalore. Okay. And got our first office. And that was also... That uh, was the one office? No, it was, it was our, in fact, third office in Bangalore. Okay. Our first office was a 3VHK. Yeah. Uh, ground floor we used to work. Uh, first floor we used to all sleep. It was our house. Yeah. Uh, we realized maintaining an independent house in Bangalore is a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, you have to <laughs> figure out electricity, water, turn yeah. on the pump for Kaveri water, all of that. So we thought we'll move to a better managed office. Yeah. We did that. And then finally, we came to the one that that you sort of had had seen mm-hmm. uh, eventually. Even then, we did not have a house in Bangalore. So, we used to sleep in that office. I think it was only in 2017 that me, Fred and Bhanu, the three co-founders, we got a house mm-hmm. and finally sort of settled into a normal <laughs> normal life after that. But, but uh,
1: you guys started it out of your college, right? So, yes. And how many versions or pivots that you made before you arrived at ShareChat?
0: See, we uh met at a hackathon. Yeah. Me, Farid and Banu. We there used to be we're a, in the same batch in IIT. No, I was twenty eleven, they were twenty ten, I mean, when we went into the college. Yeah. So I was one year junior uh to them. We met at this event called Yahoo Haku. Yeah. Uh it happened in twenty twelve. So my yeah. second year, their third year. And we were like there were like several winning teams. We were two of them. there was one team that I was sort of in and, and there was one team yeah. Farid Banu and their their friends were there. We met at that event after winning, or after the conclusion of that event. And that is when we gelled together and we're like, there is some frequency that is matching. We love building products, so why not, like, we build products together. And uh, we tried several things. So if you look at our name, it's Mahola Tech Private Limited. That's because our first product was Maholla.in. It was a real estate product. Okay. This was the time when housing and all was all the rage. Uh, We were trying to build uh, this this real estate company. Uh, that didn't go anywhere because I think yeah. building it out of Kanpur was... Which not year was this? This is 2012. In your second year? In my second year. Uh, so that didn't work but we thought we'll build a data analytics company because all these consumer facing real yeah. estate companies will need some yes. uh, intelligent data backing and, and backend systems. So we started building a data analytics company. Yeah. And we thought we'll get the first customer as Delhi Police. Yeah. Uh, because I think there was, there was a recent ruling there where you Delhi police had to put all their FIRs into yeah. a public uh, sort of website and we thought we can build a really good product showing how crime is happening across Delhi, how it is trending and we'll pitch it to Delhi police. In yeah. fact, we went to Delhi police headquarters, so me and Fareed, we just took a train, Kanpur to Delhi, with no sort of appointments, yeah. landed there and started asking Commissioner we would yeah, the Yeah, We went to the police headquarters. And, and the PN is like, Aise nahi milte, sir. So hmm. we have to hmm. take an appointment. But well, like, you look at the product. Like, and we showed the product, there's a map of Delhi, yeah. uh, where is chain theft happening, where is other crimes happening, and he got really excited. He's like, this looks really good, you go to the Bade Saab, the, yeah. the next, uh, uh officer, sir, sub-inspector. Or, uh, sub-inspector, Inspector. yeah. Again, same story. <laughs> sir, we have come from IIT, we want to do something for this country, please allow yeah. us to meet the commissioner. He's like, that can't happen. He's like, look at the product. And we again yeah. pitch the product. So we kept doing that until the evening. We managed to get a meeting with the additional commissioner okay. of police, uh, and he got really impressed, and we got the project. Oh, nice! So we got a project that you have to build this with with certain specifications. He said we'll fund it. We went back to college, built a sixteen-member team. Okay. So your be- your top guys in programming club became our engineering team. Your best guys of Antaragni, the cultural festivals, yeah. and all became the marketing team. So we built that 16-member team. We used to work out of our computer science yeah. building lounge. Uh, used to put like all night yeah. outs every every time, just camping there. It seems one of the professors got pissed, yeah. and complained to the dean. <laughs> okay, and the three of us get called to dean's office, and they're like, uh, "You're technically not allowed to run a startup in in college back back then in yeah. IIT Kanpur," uh, and they. Claim that we are giving some salary and sort of spoiling the academic yeah. performance, which was untrue because we're not paying salaries. Yeah. But anyways, they said there'll be some, uh, Senate inquiry on you and all the other folks who were in the team, their parents were called okay. that your son or daughter is doing something. This is 11 years ago, like college is making, doing a startup a crime. Yeah. <laughs> and they got, so again, they all left. Uh, thankfully we had not made any payments, right? So, so we got approved by the Senate. Uh, but our team got sort of, Destroyed. Yeah. And it's, but the three of us, I think, stayed together and that made our bond even stronger. Yeah. I think we kept building products. So what happened uh, to that one, the police product? Two things. One, our team got destroyed. Second, you had a change of government. That's the time when Ahmadi Am- Party okay. came to Delhi. Okay. So I think that commissioner got transferred. Uh, so we got, we lost the project, also the team. Yeah. So there was no point uh, following that path. And then we changed, I think, pivoted multiple times. In the middle, there was also this time when we built uh, the most popular dating product of ID. Campo. We called it puppy love. Okay. Puppy love. It is in fact still live. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was in fact yesterday it came in my one of the older mails. Somebody was committing changes even now. So it was a product that we built and launched in Valentine's day. Okay. To allow campus students to fill their crush yeah. list. And on 14th Feb 6pm we'll anonymously match. Yeah. And show if there was a match uh, between your crush and, and you.
1: So this is like Mark Zuckerberg when he created Facebook in 2000. Probably. <laughs> Two, probably.
0: Our, ours was a very <laughs> different concept though. Uh, but, and, 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 but I think when we launched it, so before launching, I actually talked to about 10 women. Yeah. Because it was like men will definitely fill the yeah. crush list. Will women, will, will, will women participate in this? Yeah, supply is the most important Yeah. <laughs> and I talked to 10 women. All of them said, said, this makes no sense. You will not, yeah. uh, use the product. But to our surprise, when the product got launched, about half the campus signed up, including women. Okay. And we had about forty two matches coming out of it okay. on Valentine's Day. And it was a huge success. when I, mean, I used to sort of when we, when that was launched and I went to like a lecture yeah. a lecture hall, I could hear people saying papilov <laughs> <laughs> There was like this is the most happening thing in the campus okay. at that point. I think those were the incidents where we really felt at least I personally got a lot of kick out of seeing something that we've built is having so much impact yeah. around us. And I think that sort of, that feeling kept us going despite all the failures yeah. till we landed on on this uh, understanding of content and, and eventually building shares. And uh,
1: somehow your DNA uh, got built around for a social product as a founder
0: because all your products were somehow social in nature. i mean when you are a college grad you don't know anything better yeah <laughs> so i mean if you if you ask a college grad to build a b2b saas company yeah. okay. like they don't like we had no experience yeah. no working experience so i think we saw problems around us uh, and we built for that
1: yeah uh, and tell us about the insight right because you mentioned that several products got built till you landed on a share chat yeah. right so so what was the insight that
0: Uh, So we were uh, building a product called Opinio before ShareChat. It was a debating platform uh, where you could have Virat versus Sachin uh, in a website and you expect users to come in and debate uh, in favor or against uh, each player, right? And at the end, whoever gets most engagement sort of wins the debate.
1: And this was product number? 13, I guess. Okay. <laughs> so, so every product got two months shelf life.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 were like, in fact, our first investors were very scared that these guys just chuck away ideas too quickly. So that their, their concern was, will you stick with the idea for too long? Uh, but I think we were of the mode that you build fast, fail fast, and figure. Like, get your learnings and then move on. Yeah. Uh, so I think while we were building that product, um, I was in my fourth year in my campus and I was trying to spam the link of yeah. this uh like a debate. Yeah. So I, I think I took a Sachin debate and tried to post it in Sachin fan club. There used to be like millions of uh, members, uh, public Facebook groups uh, around Sachin. So I used to, I, I went there, started spamming in the hope that people will click and then we'll, we'll get some yeah. uh, uh, liquidity because we had no money to mar- yeah. do marketing, right? In one of those groups, I saw there was a post which was a Sachin's uh, photo with a WhatsApp logo. Yeah. And the guy is saying, if mm-hmm. you want content around Sachin, yeah. put, put your phone number and I, I'll add you to a WhatsApp group. And below that, there were like 50,000 people putting their phone numbers. And I was like, how is this making any sense? Why are people putting their phone number yeah. in the hope that somebody will add them to a WhatsApp group yeah. and they will get content? Uh, but out of curiosity, I sort of scraped thousand phone numbers, put that in my phone, made ten WhatsApp groups, yeah, uh, and named them like such and photos, videos, all of that. And I kept my phone and went down for lunch. It was like yeah. afternoon in in uh, the campus. So I went down, had lunch yeah. in the canteen, came back. One hour later, when I come back, I I open my door, my phone is on that table, constantly beeping with notifications. I pick up the phone, and every single WhatsApp group that I had formed had hundreds of unread messages around suchin. Right. And a guy would say ki, bhai, Shah ki video page, another guy would instantly send that video. Yeah. So they were literally sharing content on, on such a popular topic and not going to your usual suspects, right? Not yeah. going to Facebook, YouTube. Yeah. And the irony was they were on Facebook, but sharing a WhatsApp number to get content on WhatsApp. Yeah. So so I think this insight made us feel that in twenty fourteen, this was twenty fourteen November time frame. Your fourth year. My fourth year. Uh one month before placement. Okay. So we're like in this 2014 sort of time frame, how is it so hard for people to find content that yeah. they are doing all this? And maybe there's an opportunity to build a simple platform which will give them all this content. And, yeah. and we, one of the observation observation was everybody was talking in Hindi, Tamil, Malayalam, all regional languages. Yeah. You could you could understand that they are not your typical metro users. So maybe there's a need for, for a platform which aggregates only regional content. And that is how we came about building yeah. ShareChat. Cool. And what was the next step after you, you know, built this WhatsApp groups? So, I think first, when the discovery happens, um, I had to make an important decision of to sit in the placements or not, (laughs) even before you get to product building, right? Uh, That was a very important juncture. Had I chosen the other path, we would not be having this podcast probably. Uh, But I think that irrational optimism that you have as an entrepreneur, I was like, it hasn't worked... like the first 13 times, the 14th will work. Yeah. And with that sort of irrational optimism, I took a train again, went to Mumbai because my co-founders had already graduated and yeah. they were in, in Mumbai. And I think once I went there, I also showed the same phenomena yeah. of what is happening in Facebook groups. Uh, I think we were all excited. Um, and the first thing we did was, we believed uh, people are using WhatsApp because uh, that is the only app that works in the patches of networks. Yeah. And we were in East UP, right, Kanpur. Yeah. We had seen the worst of the networks. The, the, the 2G works so horribly. This was before Geo. Before so the reason they are using WhatsApp is actually one of the parts it is it's easy to understand, yeah. but it is the only app which works on yeah. patchy 2G. So let's build a simple product, which will be public chat rooms, very similar looking to WhatsApp, yeah. but not on HTTP backend, like not built like a normal app, built like a chat app, yeah. but for content. Uh, and, and it also solves a purpose that you don't have to share phone numbers. It is a public chat room sort of service. So you can actually go and search such in group yes. and you'll find it. So, so we started with that. Uh, the first version we launched, uh, we again made all public yeah. celebrities, wallpapers, all of that, uh, as the first group. Yes. We used to call it ShareChat Red. Uh, what we saw was, uh, one, People were not interested in the chat part of the chat room. So we thought that they'll come, they'll share content, but they'll also form a community yeah. around their favorite actor or actress, whatever, right? They were not interested in that. They, all they cared about was give me that wallpaper, give me that ringtone, give me that joke, yeah. and I'll go away. Uh, we also saw that we had English as an option, yeah. but nobody, like people, like more than half the people clicked English, but the people who clicked English had very terrible engagement on the platform. And when we used to call up these people, like the people who picked English, right, to understand, like, the product is not that bad, why would you not use it? We would say, hi, hello, till that is fine. And because that picked English, we would imagine they'll speak English, right? They could not speak beyond hi and hello. They had no working vocabulary of English. They did not know the language. Yet when given an option, they will pick that language. Okay. Because of aspirational reasons, and in fact, there was a lot of trust deficit. A lot of these regional language apps in the past, had always been these betting scams yeah. and all of these things. So there was a lot of trust deficit in any Hindi language. Yeah. Uh, but we got to know that people really want regional language, but they will not tell you if you just yeah. put a menu in front of them. So with that sort of understanding, we built a few variants, but eventually we came to the conclusion we will not have English as an option and we will only show a content feed. Yeah. No sort of chatting uh, in the middle. And, and that is how the current form of ShareChat came about. And, uh, people could produce wallpapers. So, so it was, initially it was all, uh, WhatsApp group admins, essentially. Yeah. In fact, the WhatsApp groups that we had started with, right, those were the initial source of all the content okay. that we had. So, so the, for the first six months, we did not allow people to upload. Okay. It was only the WhatsApp group admins who were there who were cross-posting on WhatsApp and ShareChat. It was after six months is when we allowed UGC because this was like very operational. Yeah. We used to like build scrapers, keep the admins motivated to keep cycling content. So it was very simple. They just, they'll see a feed of content yeah. created on the WhatsApp. Yes. So so it was after six months when we only shared chat app allowed people to upload. Yeah. And it the, the content exploded after that. So within a week of launch, the content that was uploaded every day yeah. was more than all the content like posted in the in the entire yeah. history of the product. So once we launched, allowed people to upload content, the platform just took off uh, in terms of creation. Was that? Wow. And
1: you know, uh, there's a lot of debate today that India versus Bharat, create for Bharat versus create for India. Mm-hmm. What what is that about? What are these two segments of a single country? <laughs> it's not like India versus Pakistan.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, I think when we say that, it is usually people who have been very, very exposed to Western products, Western yeah. way of thinking for several years versus who are very new to the internet. In fact, uh, I think the way this played out, right, when we launched the first product, we, like every, every other app that you've seen, right, you put an icon of share, comment, yeah. like. People didn't know what that means. Uh, we, 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 used to, like, we had a... I remember you, re- in, in your app, it was written in Hindi. Yes. Share. <laughs> yes, exactly. We had to write uh, we, we very very verbose. Bur- that this is actually share. Yeah. This is live. Written in Hindi. Yes. And and that made a lot of difference because people did not understand. Uh, in fact, I used to see a lot of the com- competitor apps use translator, and they would say follow us Pichakare. Hmm. And people were like scared in India. Like <laughs> why, why 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 will somebody follow me? <laughs> so so I think that is essentially Bharat, right? They are much newer in their sort of journey. Yeah. And how big is the uh, population which is newer? See, game. I think roughly we split as top hundred million and the rest of about five hundred so million. Out of the
1: one forty crore population, the ten crore is the one which is called India, and the rest one thirty. Yeah, Bharat. roughly,
0: yes, yes. Even on, on the internet, you'll, you'll probably have ten crores and about fifty-sixty crores, right, uh, of of Bharat. And
1: how did you discover, I say, the, the the first insight that hey, we are not creating for India, we are creating for Bharat?
0: In fact, honestly, we did not have that <laughs> that that way of describing. What we knew was that our audience does not sit in metros. Yeah, it is predominantly in tier two, tier three yeah. uh, sort of markets. They are very new to the internet. So in fact, uh, I had this very interesting observation. So when I formed that WhatsApp group, right, of of that Sachin, I actually went to my contact section in WhatsApp. Yeah. So you could see everybody's DP, yeah. right? There were my friends uh, who had a normal name and and photograph. These people. Used to have like a very badly photoshopped photo yeah. with like Modi ji. You hmm. can make out, it's, it's yeah. like a badly photoshopped image. Their name will, it's Akash, it's not be a normal Akash, it'll be capital A, small k, at the rate, and then some emojis. And these were not kids. These were 30 year old men yeah. from tier 2, tier 3 towns behaving like how I behaved in my teenage and I have an orkut. So, so in terms of biological age, they were 30, but they were so new to the internet, they were doing things that we probably did as, yeah. as a, India sort of cohort, right? When we were in, in our teenage.
1: Interesting inside that, these people thought that they are invisible on internet, right? So, if you ask them to, let's just sit in a group of 10 and share such an images or comment mm-hmm. on that, they'll sit silent. Hmm. But
0: the real expression for them happened on the yeah. internet. Uh, and I think that, that, that still holds, right? These people in their real lives, in, in a lot of context, are very apprehensive, not as expressive but on the internet they suddenly feel a lot of freedom yeah and, and and i think the the insight we got even from whatsapp group admins right why do people become whatsapp group admins it is to become the coolest part of their community it's like being a surpunch of their community yeah and and, and to show that i am forward i know internet and i'm cool yeah so the number one motivation of being a whatsapp group admin at that time at least was to be the coolest member of my okay. group and can you say
1: that uh, the, the new members from tier 2, tier 3 cities which were joining Shere Chat, coming on internet, uh, they were they cared about status so much, hmm. like much more than, you know, the, the India. Hmm. For example, this is the group where, you know, intercaste marriages don't happen hmm. and look down upon. Hmm. Even youth say, you know, how can a Hindu marry a Muslim, hmm. right? And on... In Internet. These are the people who are expressing themselves freely, hmm. and they they know that. Inter- and one, one, one other thing was they never put on internet their real name. Hmm. Right. I remember. Hmm. It, uh, now it might have changed, yeah. but initially when they joined, they they thought this is an invisible layer. Hmm. They spent tons and tons of time on it.
0: I mean, they they did feel uh, a security better <laughs> sense of security versus in, of in a better self image on internet. Probably, yeah.
1: Right, because unless why would they would somebody uh, a thirty year old male who has kids, uh,
0: you know, try I to be somebody more? I think they they there is an inherent need, as you said, it right, status driven thing. And, and how does that status come? Right, they want to show that they're different, they're cool, and they know how to use internet. Just yeah. the fact that they know different features makes their status higher in their community. Yeah, and that is why you you find these guys using much more emojis and different sort of yeah. Uh, fonts, right? Even their names are in emojis. Yes, yes, and and I think it holds today as well because one of the ways we monetize on ShareChat is, is through live stream gifting, right? Yeah. It is nothing but status. So for a profile badge around your profile photo, people are willing to pay. When you enter a live stream and you get a Ferrari coming in, a Ferrari right. animation, people are willing to pay for that. That is again to look very different among the crowd. I am different. I, I think that that continues even today. On the for example. People would try to look cooler with people
1: that they know. For example, if I live in a village and there are 100 people, I would try to buy a new car, let's mm-hmm. say at that point in time, a Hyundai i10 or mm-hmm. Hyundai i20 to, to look much more superior. Mm-hmm. But why would they care an- among anonymous people, among strangers?
0: You, you're you right. And therefore we see this more pronounced in live streams where you, uh, are, you have been a part for, for a long time. So the host knows you, the other stream listeners know you. And the fact that a large influencer is calling your name when you yeah. come in, that is the kick. And they they pay for it? Yes, they pay for it. <laughs> influencer calling yes. out. No, no, not for influencer calling, but because they've been uh, gifting so much, influencer yeah. gets to know them. Yeah. So so in that known circle of my favorite live streamer and the listeners, I want to inflate my status. So it is, in fact, when if you are playing the status game, it, it is far more impactful if it ha- happens in that known small group of people. Yeah so so in in the digital world it is that small live stream community that you have built got cool. uh, and uh, for example right india is one of the poorest
1: countries by gross domestic domestic produce right mm-hmm. uh, that uh, average income for a for a, a indian among 140 crores population mm-hmm. or 1.4 billion mm-hmm. population is just 2000 dollars per mm-hmm. year like nothing like uh, 1.6 lakhs yeah. per per mm-hmm. year or 15,000, yeah. 12,000 rupees per month. But these are the people that are paying on share chat. Yes.
0: Yeah, I think this is a very uh, uh, hotly discussed topic, right? That you have this Bharat audience, large in numbers. People call them DAO, Farm, MAO, farm. Yeah. How do they make money? Like, how will they make money? So, for
1: audience, DAO is daily active users, MAO, Mao is, is mon- monthly, monthly active, active users.
0: users. Yeah. So, um, I think that is true, and therefore, a lot of businesses that you see getting formed on tier one will take their own sweet time to get into the, yeah. the, the so-called Bharat cohort, right? But I believe media is not one of those. A media business, I can share like a rough, uh, breakup of how the sure. costing works. Right. So we have two products, both hundred plus million MAU. So we, we, we're operating at that scale where we know yeah. how the economies of scale will work yeah. and, and things will look right. It takes about $1 or 80 rupees per DAU per year. Just to serve the audience. So when you're serving the audience, they're essentially coming to share chat, fetching a feed, consuming videos, commenting, whatever, right? Whatever activity they're doing. For us to sustain that for an year, it costs a server cost of 80 rupees. One dollar. Per user. Per user per year.
1: Which is like 100
0: million dollars you have to invest. Yes. So if you have 100 million DAUs, just to sustain that audience, you have to pay 100 million dollars to your cloud provider or your own, if you have a private cloud. But you have to pay 100 million dollars per year. Now that is the biggest serving I mean, cost. You have other other uh, fixed costs as well, but this is the this is probably for any social media company about seventy eighty percent of their cost. Yeah. Now how do you recover that? How do you make revenue out of that? Facebook in India makes about six dollars per year per DAU yeah. in terms of ads revenue. So that is you can probably say that's the ceiling of the market because yeah. they're the most scaled out ads business, including Instagram, in, including FB Blue, IG, and these are the yeah. two large yeah. monetized products. Um, So that is their current number. Now, you can see the gap, right? If if it only takes $1, but you can theoretically make $6, it is a great business to be in. Hmm. Now, you can argue Facebook IG has a coverage across the country, right? So take a haircut, maybe take $3. But even at 1 and 3, there's a huge margin business that can be built. Now, what we figured was, this is a great business, but we will also go and invest in another stream, which is micropayments. Which will give us another equal, equally large ARPU pool to sort of uh, monetize. ARPU is average Average revenue revenue per user. user. So so my argument is that even though the per capita is small, the discretionary income is is sort of lower for this cohort. But the the variable input cost is just a dollar per year. You can easily make that much amount with ads and then further through life. So the first profitable Bharat business would actually be a social media business. If you think about it from yeah. that phase, right? So, so I, I'm, i the, the argument is correct and therefore very high ticket value transaction businesses probably will take more time to scale to Bharat. Yeah. But we are not operating in that way. We literally charge 10 rupees for a micropayment. Okay. And ad is anyways driven by uh, B2B uh, advertisers, right? So, uh, I think we are pretty confident that you can actually monetize this audience and, and build a profitable business on top of it. Got it. And, you know,
1: uh, uh I assume Everyone listening to this podcast would be surprised that each app that they consume is spending on an average one dollar on, to maintain yes. them. Yes. <laughs> for, if you have 100, 100, 100, apps in your phone,
0: somebody's, you yeah. know, collective uh, spend is 100 dollars. 100 content apps for so sure. I, I can, I can guarantee any social media app, uh, if, if you're consuming your, somebody is paying a dollar for you, for, for your years of usage, money hmm, of usage. Which, which is almost like, uh, for
1: you to, own an 8000 rupees smartphone and if you have 100 free apps on it mm. somebody's paying for you to be on that smartphone and use those apps 8000 rupees collectively
0: yes i mean for social media yes, but yeah you can generalize it but yeah i, th- I think uh, uh, folks uh, i mean if it's a utility app it's yeah. lesser usage uh, but social media is, is definitely like that like you have been a
1: uh, you know con- let's say an entrepreneur and an entrepreneurs thrive on insights right what what's your insight of Nick? Like how have Indian consumers evolved since 2015? And both online and offline. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the general behavior of consumers. Mm. Not a, anything in, you know, we'll not say.
0: Yeah. I think I can I can share probably a social media perspective, right? Of how mm. we've seen So there was this very interesting thing which happened in twenty sixteen. Yeah. One year uh, into building ShareChat. Chat. There was some joke around a community in Gujarati, yeah. which went viral on WhatsApp. And when content goes viral on WhatsApp from Shadzak, we usually put a watermark of Shadzak. Yeah. We literally had a protest and stone pelting at our office. In? In Kurmangla, Okay. that office. And the reason was those guys thought it is some magazine which is publishing content, a joke against the community. So, So people didn't even know what social media was back then. They thought all content comes from a magazine, a newspaper, and therefore we protest and, and we get our things. Eventually people did realize that how social media works, if there's some individual Mm -hmm. who's sort of posting, and we're also not going to reveal the information, you, if a valid authority gives us an FIR, then we could, we could comply, right? Now, imagine from a, from that world to today, where anybody could share anything, relatively more, more freely, right? People have a much more sense of freedom expressing themselves online. Versus what they had uh, in 2015. That's one part of it. The other part is uh, people are. I think it is far more democratic for people to just showcase their talent uh, on the platform, right? I think this this podcast is one of those examples, right? It is so easy to start a podcast now. You have to work hard to make it big, but the fact that you can start it is is very liberating, right? Um, I think that part that part did not exist in 2015. We have had Creators on Moj, uh, there was one guy, some Rohan Shetty, I'm forgetting the name. Uh, he started creating content on Moj, yeah. accumulated about 5 million followers. A Kannada producer saw him and gave him a lead role okay. in a movie. Now, that sort of opportunity could not have existed five years ago. Yeah. So the fact that you have scaled out platforms where you can express yourself, showcase your content, I think that is one of the biggest things that has happened. Uh, through social media, so through internet. As a, as a theme, uh, India has
1: become more tolerable since 2015. More expressive for sure. But but for, for expression to thrive, you need a tolerable with country.
0: Ex- expressive with lesser uh, consequences for an individual. Another important thing is that uh,
1: digital infrastructure that got created in India, social media, share chat, UPI, uh, right? Uh, and now you know, uh, Adhar Mm -hmm. to UPI. I think that has made India more democratized than physical infrastructure, right? For example, a a person from village will still hesitate to go into a mall. Mm -hmm. I still feel that Mm -hmm. because he wouldn't say, hey, this is the first time entering. But for for them to go in, he or she to go into onto internet, to watch Mm -hmm. YouTube, Mm -hmm. they feel relaxed. It's not Mm -hmm. like...
0: Yeah, I, I mean, th- that is true. Uh, the digital infrastructure has definitely moved very, very fast to the point that we are now claiming numbers, like we are doing more digital transactions than any other country. Yeah. So we are not just like trying to catch up. We have beaten in, in some aspects yeah. of the, the world in digital infra. Physical infra, I think we have you know all our problems in the country, which makes it slower. But you're right, like digital infra has moved at a speed no- nobody thought. Uh and, and I think you mentioned UPI. Okay. Uh, the pace at which we see micro growing, despite all the headwinds, and, and I think ads in general is facing a lot of headwinds with, with macros, right? We don't see any headwinds in micro Okay. Consumers are paying for that 10 rupee, 20 rupee transaction, like it is. Your your micro revenue is more than your ad revenue. It is now crossed. Okay. In fact, because it started later, but it is now crossed because it's growing much faster. Okay. Uh, and we're in fact seeing on the other side, right? like the, the, the host, we have about I think. Uh, about half a million host, live stream host on the platform. We see the top 25% of them make somewhere around 75,000 to a lakh rupees a month. Okay. So it's become so it's a full-time fact, job. It's a full-time job. Uh, and we've seen a lot of stories of, in fact, there was a, there was a streamer, she did not have, uh, she had a medical emergency at her house. Yeah. She went to a live stream on Moj and collected 1.3 lakhs okay. through these 10, 20, 30 rupees yeah. micro tips uh and and sort of got her uh, medical thing done. Uh, so I think we we are seeing the digital infra move at very different pace and that is allowing these business models, which I would have never imagined that we would be so fast on payment. Like it will take its own sweet time. But I think this is allowing a lot of these business models to thrive, yeah. which otherwise would have taken a, a much longer time in, in the country. I, I think the great part of, I think about the share chat is like,
1: uh, you know, half of your revenue comes from so You don't mm-hmm. have to depend on advertisers. Like, yes. in, in one of the in, uh, recent interviews, Ellen uh, Musk said F you <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 to advertisers. He's, <laughs> he's technically our investor, so yeah. Twitter is an investor yes. in use. Yes. Uh,
1: right. So, so that, that's quite a bold statement.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty bold statement and, and you don't expect anything less yeah. from Elon Musk. So, yeah. uh, if
1: you don't want to ad- advertise, you can't blackmail him. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That's his way of dealing with it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so now, now tell us here, you know, more about uh, ShareChat as a, as a company, right? If you can disclose what are the revenues, how far are you away from profitability? What do you think of sure. uh, reaching those milestones?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it's also, important to share uh, a brief context right of, yes. of what it does what does it take to build a social yeah. media company as i said uh, the 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 most important variable cost is the server cost right if you yeah. have 100 million daus you have to pay 100 million dollars to your cloud provider every year which is almost like 800 crores 800 crores so the first few years of building shared chat we were we only cared about building this audience yeah. so acquiring the audience and retaining them and keep improving the algorithms to drive up time spent retention. Uh, the first 5 years was that since then the last two or three years is when we started monetizing it yeah. so any social media company if you look at their yeah. trajectory first 5 years they they have to burn money because yeah. advertisers are not going to come for your 1000 users yeah. they only come in your hundreds of millions of users yeah. right so so i think we did that made all that investment and now is the time when we are uh, slowly ramping up uh, on the monetization so we have two revenue streams uh, ads and uh, yeah. micro payments uh, both, I think ads is about three years old, micro is about two years old. Uh, and we're scaling both of them. Uh, October was the first month when our first product, ShellChat, achieved profitability. Okay. So it was after eight years of building that product is when we finally hit profitability. Because I think that, that the biggest variable cost was covered and all the other fixed costs were covered. Yeah. Uh, Modge is uh, what we're trying to achieve in next about like, sure. mid of next year, and by the end of uh, next calendar day, the company will be sort of a bit keep equipped. So that has been the trajectory that that we have been on. Yeah. Uh, I think we've also seen uh, macros change massively, right? Like 2021 was like a, like a peak of the party going on. <laughs> uh, uh, you had the most insane amount of uh, yeah. capital being deployed. Fed printing money. Snapchat
1: was hundred billion dollars. Snapchat
0: was hundred billion dollars uh, market cap, uh, and I think eighteen months ago the entire market shifted. Yeah. Uh, Fed started tightening, increasing interest rates in US. That had a huge impact yeah. in even India's venture capital industry, right? And I think we we sort of switched gears towards profitability. Yeah. Uh, I think we've come a long way since then. Uh, we've managed to cut our uh, burn to by eighty percent. Okay. So I think. In 18 months, cutting burn by 80, 80% is a huge sort of uh, change, right? In, yeah. in how your p looks. So I think we're, we're now on a good trajectory uh, with respect to uh, profitability. And I think we'll, we'll sort of continue growing from there. Got it. And, and
1: uh, any, uh, you know, figures that you could share around revenue or users? So
0: we're currently at about a thousand crore yeah. annualized revenue. Across both the products? Across both the products. Um, and what would ShareChat make? How much ShareChat would own? It would be about 60-40 in okay. favor of ShareChat. 600 chart. and yeah. 400. ShareChat share is uh, so ShareChat is about 180 million MAUs. Moj yeah. is about 120-150 uh, million MAUs. million Um, so yeah, I think it's so share, therefore ShareChat because it was an older product yeah. sort of got to profitability faster, and now Moj will happen in about six months. Understood.
1: And do you think because social media is such a tough space to to get in?
0: Uh, we are not seeing more companies getting built in this space. I think you did see a, a brief period where there was a lot of investment yeah. in social media. And I think it's a cycle, right? So once you've had first wave of companies, I think we turned out to be the one that sort of went yeah. the farthest, right? And it's time that we are now monetizing, proving yeah. that this so is th- a... This is a model I that I mean, works. We've, we've been literally... Uh, sort of busting the myths yeah. first one was social media shouldn't exist yeah. we sort of started in that then there was like okay you can get the audience but you can't retain and that was a very hard part where we had to invest in algorithms that we proved that you can yeah. actually retain the third myth was okay you've got a retained audience but how will you ever monetize yeah. this $2,000 per capita argument yeah. I think now we're sort of proving that as a myth and and, and doing that so I think we're de-risking along the way and that is that will give a lot of confidence to all the investors who have put in money here right and from here, you will get the next wave of social companies coming in in the country. Yeah, I, tell us about the
1: the journey, you know, because I remember uh, before, like when TikTok became such a viral product in mm. India that maybe you had an existential oh. crisis back
0: then, 2019, 20. Man, that was it was a very intense year. Uh, not just TikTok, right? Uh, TikTok was not a competition. Yeah. Uh, so when ByteDance came in India, I think first they tried which to which year? Can you? Uh, I think this was 2017, 18. Okay. Uh, when they first tried, they were, they were, in fact, they talked to us for investments and all of that. Uh, I think that, so, so what we got to know was one fine day, uh, I wake up, I get a message from one of my investors that ByteDance has launched a new product called Hello. Okay. H-E-L-O. I opened the app, it looked like ShareChat even the content looked like chatchat they had copied all the content and i asked my team we verified they had scraped all the content yeah. all the comments and we're like how could this happen like this is this is this can't be allowed right yeah. we in fact went to delhi high court if you can google uh, ShareChat versus uh, <laughs> hello or By Turns. in fact delhi high court told told them to not do this yeah. not scrape and in fact change their app but imagine you're a founder you wake up one day and you find yeah. The highest valued private company in the world has copied your product. It was seventy-five billion, right? Yes, of of that order. And and we're like, how do we sort of compete? And they they are they were putting ten times more money just in marketing compared to our overall monthly burn. And we're like, how do you even compete with that, right? So I think that was the most learning phase. Uh, I think they, they they copied us and all, but we had immense respect for how they executed. Yeah. They were hands down the most audacious, ambitious company that I have sort of yeah. uh, competed with or seen, right? Operating, um, and there was there was a lot of learning as well. So what we learned in the first two years, we had the exact same product, right? So we had a good yeah. A/B test going on yeah. of, of sorts. We th- we figured that we have much better product strategy, product management, community management. Yet whenever we launch a feature, they somehow are able to crack better engagement on that. Okay. And it just kept puzzling us. Like, what are we doing wrong? And I think we realized by the end of this year, end of that one year of competition, that in this sort of game of social media, if you don't have world-class AI, world-class algorithms, nothing else matters. You're not on the table playing the game if you don't have that capability. And that that made us much better. gave us much more understanding. And I think. after TikTok sort of got banned and Hello also got banned. So tell us about that story, right? How did it get banned? What, what led to its ban? I mean, they were, uh, I, I would say they were not very good at uh, managing moderation, uh, engaging with the right authorities in general. And there was a lot of content which was, which should not be on a platform that was happening uh, on TikTok. So I think that sort of led to the entire build up, uh, and like, we ourselves saw content, like, how could, how could that be happening on a platform like that? Uh, and I think that, that entire build up culminated with, I think that, that clash we had on the border between India, and China, right? Where government just, like, took a strong action, and I think you'll probably see US taking that action now, after several years. India, India sort of a, a leader in that space to, to be, take strong, bold actions on, on things that could be long-term detrimental yeah. to our society. So I think that that mismanagement of content moderation and policy engagement just kept like build that entire foundation, which I think uh, that that clash was a straw that broke the back. Do eventually. you remember the date when it cut? I think it was 29th, July, 2020. Okay. That would PM. have been a monumental day. <laughs> yes, 8 p.m. I was in my house when I got a call that this is happening and we're like what i mean we had heard yeah. this news but i'm like as a new it must be a rumor somebody would have said yeah he said no it's an order i'm like even if it's an order how would the government enforce it yeah in in, in reality government did not enforce they themselves enforced it so there is no technically there is no mechanism for the government to actually block an app uh, google and apple can block they can blow they can block the downloads yeah how do you block them from serving the feed? Yeah. So in, I think eventually within two or three days they self-blocked themselves uh, from oh. the country. But uh, I think the moment we heard that, uh, within one hour we had a new sort of project spawned in the in the company called Project Gold Rush, uh, where we moved the growth team of ShareChat and we told them that you have to build a short video app in two days. Uh and to my surprise, they built it in 36 hours, or 30 hours, in fact. And the entire team was, like, charging like an army. Like, we used mm-hmm. to have this ritual that, we, uh, for the first for the first month of the launch, it was all remote, right? So you would wake up, open your Zoom, and there will be a DAO chart, DAU chart of both Shedjet and Mod, Yeah. just going up like hockey stick, and there's a background uh, music playing, a very patriotic sound. Yeah. That was a morning ritual for everyone. So I think we did that. Uh I think we got a lot of content bootstrapped from ShareChat creators because they were also into short yeah. videos. So I think that helped us launch much. The other fundamental thing we really believe was the hardest part of building that business is actually feed ranking. It's the the algorithms that I was talking about, right? And we were the only Indian company to have built that. In fact, as I said, the the biggest learning we had competing with ByteDance was build a world-class AI algorithm or you don't have a place in this so game.
1: As As a fact of matter, you would say China has better AI algorithms than India today?
0: Definitely. Definitely. And there's no, there's no <laughs> question about it. Uh, they're, they're far more mature ecosystem to, like, in, in our narrow space of recommender systems, this is uh, the specialization within AI, which we sort of work on. Mm-hmm. They're far ahead, uh, of India. And, and I think we, because of that learning, and I think we had raised about half a billion soon after, we decided we will go out and build globally best ai org so we'll go out build get the best folks out of meta twitter pinterest yeah. they are not in india none of these american companies have ever invested in ai in india in ai in india they've built their product teams sales team bd teams never their algorithm teams yeah. in the country
1: and so what is the
0: reason i mean uh, i mean it's their investment philosophy one is you will have to invest in the talent so the phd's so, are not here yeah phd's are not, even if they're there you have to sort of train them so this you you only get good at recommender systems once you have been in the industry for 10 years yeah so and and you don't need a lot of people like you need hundreds of thousands of product managers you probably need i think 10000 great recommender system people for for a country of india size or and they had that in in london and in us right so they they so probably saw no reason to invest in the talent in the yeah. country to to build that up and therefore what we had to do was we actually went out uh and said we'll build this the like the most experienced senior most recommended system people yeah. in london us yeah. while the junior team would be in india and they will sort of that will be the team which will which will groom up to be the next okay. leaders eventually and even today most of our ai leadership is out of london okay uh, because i think that is that works really well from a time zone point of view uh, so yeah, I think that, that was a game-changing move that we said that we have learned our lesson fighting with Bydons. Uh, if you, you're, re- you're still, while building Mod and Shedjet, you're still fighting YouTube and Meta, right? And then Twitter mm-hmm. and everyone. And they're again having the same capability. So if we don't invest in it, there is no, no, no game for us yeah. longer term. So I think that is when we build that team and that has been giving us a lot of returns. So a uh, majority of our gains in retention time spent that we plan for a year ahead, right, uh, comes from our recommender system research that we're doing. And we have been publishing papers. I think we've been very public about how we're building it. But majority of the gains, and even for for meta, right, if you go and listen to their earnings call, uh, Mark Zuckerberg will will always mention AI and recommender systems to be the, one of the strong focus areas for the company after decades of investing behind it. So Sundar Pichai mentioned AI, I think,
1: 30 or 40 times in the last (laughs) investor call.
0: Yeah, I think that is. I think people are probably very, very enamored by Gen AI. Yeah. But the most sophisticated piece of technology powering Google Search and all the Meta products is the recommender system. Yeah. That you're seeing. And and I think the the reason Gen AI is so in uh, in trend is because you're seeing this thing, right? So so what is ChatGPT doing? It is disrupting search, where search essentially was a ranking and relevance problem out of a billion pages, you give me a query, I will rank them in the highest probability of click. From that, we are now generating a response, still based on that, but we are generating a response. So, in a way, recommender systems are competing with GenAI. where, for example, in, in our world, you can imagine, today when you fetch a feed on shared and watch, we have about 100 million candidates, from which we will find the 10 that you are most likely to complete the video watch. So, that is the uh, essential thing we are doing. So your user ID, I want to find the 10 videos with the highest probability of you full watching. That's essentially the problem yeah. you're solving. Uh, from there, can we go to a world where I know let's say you are into baby cute baby yeah. videos? I I sorry, I know the I know the few cute baby videos that will work. Can I generate a video which is even more relevant to you? So that ranking problem gets converted into a gen AI problem i think that is where the world is going so so i think india first needs to have a recommender system base which we are building to even sort of you can leapfrog into Gen AI, but i think it recommender systems are are one of the foundational things that runs internet today tell us about recommender systems in a very lame-man language for our audience so
1: like what are they how did they get born who like sure, who was our sure. newton how have they been growing over sure. the sure so
0: so the the fundamentals of how any social media product works, right? You take Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, anything. When you go on the product, uh, they essentially serve you content. Yeah. Uh, and their job is to find the 10 most relevant content that will keep you hooked on yeah. the platform. Now, how do you sort of break that into a mathematical problem? The, the, the problem becomes... When you come on a product, how do you give me feedback? Yeah. You give me feedback and let's take Moz, right? Because it's a very simplistic sort of product. When you when a video comes on, on your screen, you either full watch that video or you like that video or you share that yeah. video or you comment on the video. There are three, four actions. Our job essentially is to predict the probability. Yeah. Any given user, any given video, how do I predict the probability that you will full watch it, you will like it, you will share it. Yeah. This is a mathematical problem. You build machine learning models that become better and better at predicting that. Yeah. Once you get better at predicting that, whenever you come to watch, I will give you better content, and I will learn faster. And that 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 part of predicting, given user ID and video, tell me the probability mm-hmm. is called recommender systems. And I think that started from a very simplistic sort of algorithm, probably a decade ago, to now very sophisticated deep learning-based algorithms, which Try to find, how do I keep improving my prediction probabilities? So you, you see all these large LLM models in, in public yeah. coming out, right? The only difference is recommended system models are all private. So you, you don't see a public competition of people launching models. But in in, in reality, we work six months of a year to get to the next version of okay. the prediction model. So we are fighting our own LLM-like like battle with Facebook. But it is private, it is not in public eye, but it literally works the same way. Our engineers work six months, work, working on some cutting-edge re, cutting research, to find a model which is slightly better at predicting, for a given user ID and video ID, will they complete the full watch. And Facebook is doing the same, YouTube is doing, doing the same. So, this is a private company sort of warfare that is happening underline. What you see on, on the front, social media, I think is is... A part of it, there is. It's like an iceberg. There's yeah. a huge sort of uh, backend engineering work, AI work that goes into serving that product. So, mm-hmm. in a nutshell, recommender system is the set of algorithms that find the ten best videos to serve you in your next feed fetch. So, so t-
1: yeah. To to just add to it, for example, newspaper is same for everyone, hmm. right? So, so what if the goal of the newspaper was that it should be the news is dynamic? Yeah. It changes for everyone, and the goal of the newspaper becomes that the, my user, in every
0: individual user, should complete the newspaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's like an ideal, a, yeah, yeah. ideal newspaper. Yes, yes. And that's if, you, what, if every user could have a different placement of stories, yeah. different stories altogether, yeah. and your goal as a newspaper company was to make sure a person starts and finishes yeah. the newspaper, how do you get better at that? Yeah. That is an, a way of sort of putting it. Yeah.
1: So, so why is then you know we never heard of recommender system, but the world is mad about LLMs. What are they? what is generative And why are they taking so much attention right
0: now i think
1: recommend i so think you mean, can start with like what are llm full form and more about it
0: yeah these are large language models which are essentially predicting the next word uh, in a very simplistic term right for any given question they try to predict the answer essentially uh, the, the the next word that should come given a uh, preface yeah the reason they are sort of Coming in the limelight. One, because I think recommender systems have been there for, for a very long time. 20 years. Uh, 20 years. And we are essentially playing catch up in India. That is why when you said, right, that in, is India behind or ahead of China, it's definitely behind. Uh, because we've never had companies, like we are probably the most invested company to recommender systems in okay. India today. Uh, uh, and I, It adds a lot of business value, but it's sort of something that has been done in the U.S. probably a decade ago, so it doesn't get attention. I think LNMs are very new, the most cutting edge, even for for U.S., right? Because for the first time, they are changing the problem statement. It is not about ranking the content, finding the most relevant content. It is generating the most relevant content. So as I said, right, ChatGPT is competing with Google Search because Google Search finds the 10 most out of the known billion, ChatGPT learns the known billion and generates the exact answer you want. Yeah. It turns the problem on its table, on on its head. That how do you generate the most relevant content? It's not about the search problem; it is about generating problem. I think that paradigm of of compute is very new. And when it it, it starts with text, when it comes to media, it will be even more magical. So so today, uh, a, a a live streamer, for example. Uh, it's a human which sort of comes on a live stream, uh, is probably helping you shop, right? You have a lot of these live commerce uh, happening. The biggest cost there is the human cost. Yeah. You have to train a creator, you have to send the product, you have to make all that happen, right? That entire fixed cost can be diminished to a fraction if it's generated by AI. And, and so a lot of business models that you see today, right, who are, who have human in the loop, who are ranking problems, they essentially become generative AI problems. So it will mm-hmm. have impact across industries and we are only scratching the surface. E- even short videos, right? You, uh, as I said, if, if our, if our algo today finds the four most relevant cute baby videos for you, the algos of future will not find those four, will, will create a new one based those four. In every, for, thing, you. for every user, a new video will yes. be created. Yes. Yes. Like for every single time you put a question on chat GPT generates an answer for mm-hmm. you, every single time you open a short video app it will generate a video for you and this is many many
1: more use cases yeah yeah this is like this is <laughs> i want to watch a sharukh khan movie a movie can specifically built for me yes yes i mean it, it, it you can stretch, right then then it becomes a so if i type on a prompt let's say imagining if i type a prompt Give me a Shah Rukh Khan movie which combines love of DDLJ, action of Jawan and Pathan hmm.
0: and mixed combo, hmm. right? It, it'll build a movie for me. Yeah, I, that is that is still a lot of input. Imagine you don't even have to put that input. Okay. You are swiping videos. I know literally which video you will want. You will full watch. Okay. So it's not even in, prompt because if you look at uh, any short video app, you get a feed, right, which keeps you hooked on for for, for 30 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever, right? So there is some understanding that is already built in that you Siddharth are into let's say baby videos. I like yeah. I know for a fact because of your the way you, your past usage, right? How do I generate a video which will make you full watch? I don't need a prompt from you. I can actually generate it on your behalf. But
1: then in, in that case, my first question is how is AI able to read human? Will it be able to read human mind? Right? Just because of past data, right? And human mind is very dynamic. It's able so, to generate.
0: Yeah, I think this is new the, desires on the fly. This is the this is the probably the lesser talked about part of uh, how world will change, right? So today, how do we get the input when we are using any app, right? So I can tell you, for Moj, we look at your full watch whether you have done yeah. it or not. If you double tap, you will like. If you open the comment, these are these are great inputs, basis which we do all the learnings. Yeah. But if you think about it, this is very Low bandwidth, crude input versus every video that you watch. There is so much that goes in your brain. You feel happy, sad, anxious, yeah. whatever, right? I get a fraction of that with a double tap. The input from a human to a machine or a computer is so low bandwidth, so broken. On top of that, we've still built massive businesses which give you, which can keep you hooked on for hours yeah. on, on, on the product. But imagine we, if we had far more, uh, insight into what you're thinking. So, if if I think if somebody solves that input part, where what I'm thinking gets known by the app, the algorithms can be far more powerful. So, when, when you're saying right, you want the exact same video which will make you happy at that moment. Yeah. Today, I just have a double tap history of your mm. uh, all the videos, right? It, it's good, I can do a good job. But if I really know how much sort of I can quantify how much happiness you had with every single video in the past, I can guarantee you there's an algorithm which will predict. The next video which will give you like the most euphoric happiness you've imagined. And the, the, the next question is can can
1: AI uh, capture human desire? Mm. What does it mean? So for example, let's say uh, my desires are dynamic, right? It doesn't need to come from past memory. Mm-hmm. To, right now I've eaten a paratha, now I want an ice cream. Mm. So... I would not know, right? It will just know my previous pattern that if I eat a pan or a rasmalai, <laughs> then how would it know that I, I want an ice cream? I think but that, a desire, capturing an unknown desire.
0: I know, but I think humans are far more predictable than we think we are. Okay. So I can tell you, if you have 100 million people on your platform, yeah. you can find cohorts who after watching uh, ice cream video, watch X video, and all of them do that. If you show them that X, like if the algo learns that after an ice cream video, this kind of video really works, that that property can be used to serve you the next video. So humans are independent, but as a whole, when the algorithm looks at it, they're very predictable. Uh, So you will have your desires, but it will not be very off from, there are about 1000 people in this world who would have the same desire as you right after that that previous desire. So I think some part of that can be learned from other people if you have a large enough platform. And you you see that happening on like even on Moj, right? When the algos essentially learn your relationship yeah. with the neighboring sort of thousand people. In fact, uh every user on Moj is trans trans like is translated or we or learn a vector embedding. Essentially every user, every human in our database is a vector what
1: of is numbers. A vector,
0: vector mean? It's like an array of numbers uh and we can actually tell who is that person who's closest to you in terms of oh, their sure. content preferences and it works like humans are very predictable okay. we we think we are independent but yeah. for every single person on Moj i can tell you thousands of people who think very similarly in terms of their content preferences okay. so if this person gives me a signal of what they like i my probability of picking their next video goes by a very like significantly goes up uh so so i know what we are getting to like how do you map it to every single individuals humans i think that's a very hard problem but there's an intermediate solution where we can pattern match mm. among people because
1: still figure. right as we discussed uh, a h- human has to input into a computer either google search or a chat gpt give me what i desire yeah and for the next level of ai to evolve okay. ai has to give at a human his desire without yeah. the human input yeah
0: i i i think the the, this problem of human input to machine, right, it is one of the key parts to be that, solved. That is getting solved right now. I think Neuralink is trying to do it. There are few companies uh, that are trying to do it. But I feel it, it, th- th- this is a big missing piece in the puzzle. Yeah. Not talked about enough. But I can tell you, just basis your double tap and full watch, we can do so much on the algos. Yeah. Imagine if we knew how you're feeling exactly at that yeah. moment. Algos will go crazy uh, to optimize your happiness. Yeah. You are making me feel scarier, right? <laughs> algos are going to take over the world. <laughs> I mean, again, any powerful technology, you you give it to bad actors and they'll do the bad things, right? So that that is true for any technology. I don't think algos per se are bad. How do you how do companies use it? How do people oh, use okay. it? Is is really how it will pan out?
1: And and tell us now, right? I want to dive into what are the categories because uh, let's say if you have you are saying you have 100, 180 million uh, on share chat. One like eighteen crore of population out of the one forty crore population. So we can say that it represents India in a in a right way. Mm -hmm. So what are the categories that India loves to hear on internet, listens to internet, watches on internet? Hmm. Maybe you can start. It's cheap entertainment, cricket, Bollywood, politics. What is that? I think general entertainment is one. Which what what is general entertainment? Which means OTT. What what
0: dance videos, lip sync videos, uh. Festival wishes, I mean, festival wishes is a big thing in India. Yeah. Uh, that, so I think that, that is broadly categorized as general entertainment. Surprisingly, devotion is number two on, okay. on ShedChat. Uh, I think we also have a, probably a higher skew towards women than internet audience. Uh, and that sort of makes devotion bigger. Uh, then you have, uh, your fashion, beauty, cricket, all of that coming after that. Okay. So
1: out of the 180 million, uh, monthly active users. So how many are men? How
0: many are women? We would have about 70, 30, 70 men, thirty women. Okay, and that, which is roughly about the internet split as well today.
1: And uh, even out, out of that, which is the which are the top three or four cities that your user or towns your user
0: come from? I think top three would be Chennai, Lucknow, Delhi. I guess I think it's. I've not sort of seen it in in recent past but these would be like in top five for sure and let's say which states would compromise the top five which states uh i think in terms of language hindi is biggest but hindi is spread out across many states yeah. right so one state would probably be tamil nadu okay we see tamil having the highest sort of engagement rates uh penetration uh far more affinity even in tier one cities like chennai for their language yeah. Uh, So, TTMK, which is Tamil, Telugu, Malayalam, Kannada, South Indian languages, typically have the highest sort of penetration engagement and affinity for their local language. After Hindi. After Hindi. Hindi in general is so large that if you just in terms of active users, Hindi will be probably half of it. But it is so widespread and the base is so large uh, that it like in terms of of a state or a city, you will probably find South Indian states to be appearing. So, hence it would not,
1: it would be the correct statement that South India is more
0: active on internet than North India? Oh, definitely. Why is that? I mean, just that their the per capita is higher. So, in general, the internet penetration, if you look at, it is among the highest in South India. Tell us
1: about internet penetration overall as in India
0: if you have to explain it. So, I think you will probably find the highest in Kerala uh, and, and I think Tamil, uh, Karnataka, Andhra, Telangana, uh, Kerala, These these will be typically much higher than the North Indian states. And you'll find the lowest among mp bihar chhattisgarh uh, sort of states and internet penetration is the popul-
1: the number of internet users divided by population, population of the yes. state but an- on a holistic level which state would have the highest number of users uh, not penetration main, yeah but, but but just I say if divide the number of user count
0: yeah i mean i'm i'm taking a guess because i've not seen this data recently but should be either tamil nadu or kerala as a, as a whole
1: even on internet in by internet penetration no, no, there is one stat which is internet penetration. Yes. The other stat is absolute number. Absolute, you will probably have UP even. The okay. base is so
0: large, uh, I mean, I am guessing here right now, but the base is so large that you will probably get one of these UP probably will, will come up. Okay,
1: but UP you are saying will be very low in internet penetration.
0: will be much lower than Kerala Tamil Nadu.
1: Cool. And But even with multilingual, like you are uh, mm-hmm. in their own language in these, they don't need to understand english it's just that the ability to buy a two thousand three thousand rupees star smartphone in a hundred rupees uh, data pack mm-hmm. that is even that it's not the basic uh, availability in the state of uttar pradesh
0: yeah i mean it, it does follow the per capita it, it is very correlated to per capita okay. math and and f- for that for the exactly the same reason that you mentioned right it, it takes somewhat of Fixed investment from an individual to be on the internet, yeah, and then some amount of opex of like hundred rupee recharge or whatever to stay connected on, onto the internet. So you will have a segment of people who are not sort of having that income to to not be on the internet, and that happens to be a higher percentage in North India, especially states like UP, Bihar, Chhattisgarh, versus uh, Kerala or Tamil Nadu. Mm. Today, India, you know, we
1: are seeing India rising, India shining. Any any anecdotes that you want to give that
0: yeah, we are really
1: here, we have made it.
0: Yeah, I think we we talked about the digital infra part, right? I think we are leading yeah. the the world uh, when it comes to digital payments, identity, yeah. a common identity across the country. Um, I think we therefore are seeing very interesting business models on built on top of that, yeah. micro payments, etc. Um, I think one of the things that we did not anticipate, but we are now sort of seeing is, uh, we we typically call like tier one cities to be the one with, with more disposable income yeah. and, and tier two not to be the case. But I think what we have seen on our platform is within every single city or state, you have that that section which has the more disposable income, right? So you will find somebody out of uh, Lucknow, Raipur, who's the top gifter or, or micropayment uh, customer on a live product, spending north of five lakh a month. Wow. So, so within every city. A
1: digital disposable yes. income of an Indian is yes. 5 lakh rupees a month.
0: No, it's not for an individual, but the top cohorts, you yeah. see that happening. Yeah. And it is, and we're surprised that this guy is sitting out of nowhere. I mean, some small city in UP spending this much amount of money. So, so I think, uh, this narrative that tier 1 is where all the in- disposable income is and tier 2, tier 3 is where you don't have is not the truth. If you have a very widely distributed product in every single city, you will find that top 5% with with all the disposable income. They could have their family <laughs> business or whatever, but it is in every single city. In terms of absolute numbers, probably you will find that to be more in tier 1. And therefore, for a business model like a food delivery, it makes sense to be in tier 1, right? Because you want the quantum. Yeah. But for a digital product like ShareChat, it, it that does not matter, right? If, even if there are like 1,000 people in a small city, who have that income they can be spending that on on our platform so i think we are seeing that uh, in every single city you will find that pocket if your business model allows you to economically scale in that you will actually make money uh, in, in that sort of thing right so i think that is one of the learnings we've had especially after launching micro payments uh, that, that, that some people just have massive appetite yeah. to be spending uh, and they are invisible to to the uh, vc class uh, okay. we keeps discussing uh, tier 1
1: so, for example, right? A lot of it's, it's been a narrative in India that the product that you monetize in India, for mm-hmm. example, be it Flipkart, Cred, all the e-commerce, that is all targeted towards the tier one. That's a wrong narrative.
0: I mean, it was probably right till five years ago. Yeah. Uh, we now have a significant significant population and. You have to build a business model which sort of thrives on that. Yeah. You will, on an average, will get a lower paying capacity, right? Yeah. And therefore, I'm saying that our business model thrives on $1 per year of input yeah. cost. That much you can recover. And, and on top of that, there will be certain like top 10% users who will give you like like probably $20 per year. Yeah. So you'll subsidize the usage yes. of, of other people via these people. So I think it depends on the business model. I believe social media is one of those business models, which will thrive in a, in a tier two, tier three environment. And
1: are you seeing some trends like, you know, uh, India has been dominated by trend of migration. What I mean is people from Bihar coming to tier one cities like Bangalore, Mumbai, people from UP Do you, because you, you, you have, you know, the locations of the user. Are you seeing that still happening or there are opportunities getting created for these people, even those economically backward states and cities?
0: Yeah, I think that's a good insight we should probably analyze. There is a large part of uh, our audience or tier 1 metro audience, you would find people who have migrated. Okay. So they will be in Bangalore but consuming Hindi content. Okay. And therefore we have multiple language options right on the product because a lot of times you see people being in states but using their hometown languages consuming that content. Uh, so I, I think migrate, migrate, like population that has migrated is significant, especially in, in yeah. metros, but it will be a good exercise that we go back and see if that trend is accelerating, especially with manufacturing coming up, right? Yeah. You would probably find more people nearer to those hubs migrating or, or staying there, right? And not coming to necessarily Delhi, Mumbai and Bangalore. That will be a good exercise if we... For example,
1: one good exercise would be to see, like, what is the percentage of Hindi consuming users in Bangalore, how is that it increased? Yeah, yeah, over a period of time?
0: yes, that that will be a good, good one to of, judge. of time,
1: and uh, you know uh, the paying capacity of these users across uh, the micro payments, right? Yeah, like, like because yeah.
0: The, and that will be a good one. We should we should actually go back and, and see if people consuming Hindi content being in Bangalore is that going up or going yeah. down over time? But that tells you the migration. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, fantastic. And you you talked about manufacturing, right? Are you seeing that trend come up where the new manufacturing hubs are getting built out, the more of micropayments are there are increasing or any significant trend? I
0: mean, we we keep hearing that in news, but I think uh, I have friends who, who are sort of building those startups, helping manufacturing capacity building, right? I think one of the things I've been hearing a lot is 2 years ago or 3 4 years ago most of the capex uh, to build these manufacturing capacities was actually government led it is more and more becoming more private okay and and whenever the capex is happening from private players you you typically have a higher confidence it's more sustained maybe it, maybe it is because of government schemes at the back end but the actual money deployed is by the private players so i think that's a good sign for the country where private players feel that there is money to be made uh, by investing in india and
1: one one more interesting question that i have one insight that earlier you know india has been a country dominated by uh, education so if you don't have a good ed- education you don't have a career that was mm-hmm. the narrative mm-hmm. you had either had to be doctor engineer lawyer mm-hmm. or some mm-hmm. of these mainstream professions mm-hmm. do you see that change
0: i mean that would have to change right? if you have to give employment and actually get that demographic dividend yeah you will have to have jobs which don't require years and years of training because you don't have that capacity of teaching or people paying to get, be taught. And maybe jobs in, in manufacturing sort of has that, right? Like Within six months, you are ready to be productive for the economy. Uh, so I think you, you, it, it is great that India should keep producing more doctors, engineers, scientists. But if you really want to exploit, get that demographic, demographic dividend out, you want to have professions or jobs which don't need years of training which probably gets done in 6 months so imagine a guy who has not graduated he's 25 year old what are you going to do how do you make that person productive you have to have a profession which only takes 6 months and makes, makes that person productive right so you will need those opportunities for India to really get the benefit of its demographic dividend
1: and because you have learned from China right and that was a forceful learning for, mm-hmm. you, for you right what are your ob- other observations right why is that country ahead of
0: us. I think one, they were much early on uh, participating in, in the whole yeah. industrial revolution, right? So they did leapfrog us uh, and therefore build ecosystem. I think it is just about, do you have the right ecosystem? So I think India today feels at the right juncture uh, where I am hopeful that within 10 years, we would be much, we would have closed the gap much more than what, where we are in terms of our abilities to build world-beating products compared to China. Uh, and, and therefore, for example, if you want, if you get a new opportunity, yeah. uh, like LLMs, what do you need to build that in India? You need uh, a large or, or significant amount of talented people
1: yeah.
0: who are skilled. You want a capital ecosystem which can sort of fund that. You want a supporting ecosystem which can guide the founder, uh, tell tell the obvious mistakes. And eventually, uh, a, a large enough public market to sort of help with the liquidity. Yeah. I think we are far in a far better position today versus five years ago, or when you started, or right? when, when we started, right? So, so therefore, China is ahead, but it is ahead for reasons that we are now solving as a country. Okay, and we should be getting closer and and bridging that gap uh, with the with the five, ten years. So I am, in fact, very very optimistic that today a person starting up has far more stars aligned than we had in 2015. And, and it's a very
1: interesting anecdote that you were punished in your college for starting a yeah. startup <laughs> uh, almost 10 to 11 years ago. And today's
0: like my, my, it, it was not a, a very popular decision to be IIT Kanpur, computer science graduate, where I had a very good CGPA, dropping or not going to placement and starting up. It was a very, very unpopular decision. Today, if you do that, I think it's not unpopular. People will be like, okay, like, kids these days do startups, so why not try? But I think in my time, I was, uh, some of my well-wishers were offering me that they thought I could not get plays, so I have, I have some referral in TCS, I can get you there. (laughs) Okay. I'm like, I'm doing a startup out of my own will. If it doesn't work, I'll go to any of the large MNCs, tech MNCs, and work there. But I want to give that time to myself to actually try building something. And because you have built such a large company, uh, right,
1: you have more faith in India than you had in 2015 when you started up. I mean,
0: 2015, we were, I didn't know anything, to okay. be very honest. Uh, I was not a, as keen an observer of macroeconomics and, and how the country is doing, but I think we... I've i think over the time as as uh, we have matured as a company as founders right so you start reading into how things how the world operates i would say that uh, knowing what i know i am far more optimistic on on india uh, than any time before thank you so much angush
1: loved our conversation thank you <laughs>